Welcome to This Is Our Year, the Minnesota football show. We're going into week 12. We get a Thursday night game on Thanksgiving on Sunday night football on Thursday night. Strangely enough, uh, we got the Patriots coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. I believe this is the first time that U.S. Bank Stadium will be hosting a Thanksgiving game. So that is something that's very exciting. And as Carrie pointed out earlier, um, it's up in the air as to whether NBC uh, broadcasting the game will translate into a win for the Vikings. As we saw, anytime the Vikings play on Fox or NFL Network, it has been a win this year. Anytime they play on ESPN or CBS, it is a loss. Yep. I mean, I don't know that that's a major storyline going in, but that's that's a major storyline for this show. So I have yet this to confirm one. this one that I saw earlier. But the last time the Vikings played on Thanksgiving, which was apparently 2017, we were eight and two and we went on to the NFC championship. Wow. You know, there's a lot of these things, you know, I remember last year it was uh, each time the Vikings have lost to the Baltimore Ravens, they've either gone on. uh, No, it was, I think if they beat the Baltimore Ravens, they've gone on to the NFC championship. If they lost, they fired their head coach at the end of the season. So for some reason, some of these things ring true. So you can only hope that uh, this is one of them. And I, I really do feel optimistic going into this one. You know, I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of players. I know Adam Thielen, he put it well when he said, you know, a short week just means less time to chew on this loss. He didn't say exactly that, but I mean, it's, I think there's a good point there. I think uh, the biggest, the biggest letdown from last week was probably just the coaching and the game plan in general. And we talked a lot about how the Cowboys were able to run the ball and in turn throw the ball and, you know, have a, have a great defense, do all these things. I think that the Patriots are a very similar team. I think that they really like to run the ball and they have a great defense as well. But I think that after an embarrassing loss like this, I think that the game plan, it's got to ha- it's going to have to be significantly better. And I think it will be. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's you've had time to really kind of dwell and it's you know you're not gonna lose an embarrassing fashion i mean if we drop another one like that two in a row that's not gonna happen i'm not saying that we're gonna win this game but at the same time it's like you're not gonna really get blown out again are you right exactly. you're not gonna it's like the anakin and padme meme where it's like oh i just lost uh, and we didn't even score a touchdown in the game, and we got blown out by over 30 points. You're not going to do it again, right? But you're not going to do it again, right? Right? Yeah. That's yeah, no, I- I'm totally with you there. I think uh, if that if that is to happen, then I think we're looking at some real, real concerns. And I, I was thinking about this, like, and this is just a question for you guys. <laughs> um, the success of the Vikings defense this year – I, you know, I think it was a little bit unclear now, but I think we're kind of starting to get a little bit more of a picture. I think, do you put more of the success on, you know, big players making the big plays in big moments or on scheme and coaching? So basically, does it come down to your star players like Patrick Peterson, Zadarius Smith uh, making big plays? Or was it smart scheming by Ed Donatel in your best estimation? Well, I think the other big thing is, injuries and that um 
Dallas team that we just played, while they were missing like a couple people, really, I feel like a lot of the teams that we've been playing in this last really good stretch of defensive games, they were missing either like there's a couple starting offensive linemen or they were missing one of their star players. You know, there was, there's maybe a little bit of that. And I'm not saying that's the ultimate deciding factor, but that definitely has to be a component that is also considered as the injury status of the other team. You're right. When we face the bills, you know, like, we were, you know, we're still out Dalvin Tomlinson. We're out Cameron Dantzler, um And Christian Derrissaw goes down in that game. But you also got to remember, too, the Bills were out Jordan Poyer and their starting defensive end, Gregory Rousseau. So it's not like it was a full strength victory. I'm not trying to take away from it because, like, neither team is at full strength. When you get to this point in the season, these things are going to happen. You don't have to apologize for any win in any fashion. But, yeah, I think you're right. That is something that's been kind of contributing to maybe the Vikings' uh, good luck here. Yeah. Huh. I mean, it's going to be tough because we're on a short week, and I don't know, everyone just looked really battered and beat down after that Cowboys game. I mean, I'm glad at least that we took, you know, the starters out so they didn't have to play the entire game because that – is all that you're asking for trouble by doing that, you know? Yeah. Also, yeah. I mean, the one nice thing to going into this week against New England, New England is not coming off of a strong game themselves. Uh, no offensive touchdowns. The only uh, the only touchdown scored in that game was, a, I believe, a punt return. Yes, so, but even, even that should have been called back due to penalty. Debatably, yeah. Whatever. It's not even a win or a loss. Uh, the game just was not. They did not have a good game. They're not looking good. So the nice thing going into this short week is the team we're facing is in the same exact boat as we are. And it's not like – and also, they're not a team that's really known to go run up, especially now run up high scores. And it's just – I the biggest fear I have, and I think you kind of are hinting to it, Carrie, is how are we going to – with the injury – bug that we've been bitten by now how are we going to kind of bounce back into this short week and i think what you're saying mikey is i think we need to focus even besides that we need to focus on the schemes we need to focus on the play calling and we need to be accountable and hold ourselves accountable that if a couple key players like christian derisaw zadari smith or patrick peterson are sitting out that the players under them can kind of just survive and keep us in the game and last week it clearly looked like no they cannot yeah especially on the offensive line it really spoke volumes I saw this stat that Kirk Cousins was under pressure 63 percent of his dropbacks and if you compare that to the Buccaneers Chiefs Super Bowl in 2020 yes I saw this as well yeah yeah Mahomes was pressured 37.5 percent of the time and it looked like he was getting killed in that game. right we all remember that game and everybody you know like everybody was happy and i'm not even saying that it's wrong but everybody was happy to excuse mahomes of blame for that loss because he was he was doing everything he can even with a guy who who is a, is athletic as patrick mahomes and kurt cousins as quasi Mensa said he is no patrick mahomes kurt cousins is no patrick mahomes but i mean when you're getting pressured 63 percent of the time there's nothing you can do. I think uh, Jefferson even talked about it. He's like, yeah, I mean, they kind of just hung Kirk out to dry. Like, I mean, 
you can only do so much when there isn't any time for plays to develop. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I kind of have a question now. Um, taking a second look for this season, we pri- uh, prioritize, uh, sorry, prioritize health over maybe a better uh, end of the season schedule. I mean, if we can keep managing that we get at least home field advantage one, at least once in the playoffs, is it better for us to maybe let players like Christian Darisaw, Zadarius Smith sit out some weeks just so we know that we can have them? You mean don't, like, don't rush them back? Yeah, now play a little more, I think, during the season with how well we've set ourselves up. Maybe we start playing a little more conservatively and not, Alvin Cook and Justin Jefferson, we don't have them play full games anymore. An aggressive amount. Well, I like like where your head's at, but we don't really have the depth to cover for that. No, but I I think think, we could get maybe experience. Maybe where we do have some of that depth, and I know that they were doing it a little bit during the last game, and not that we should use that Dallas game as any kind of example for what we should do going forward. But, you know, you did, you did see Zadarius Smith uh, leaving the field at times where maybe you would expect him to be out there. So I think that maybe, honestly, strangely in the outside linebacker position where we've got Patrick Jones and DJ Wanham, I, ne- I didn't think I'd be saying this this season, but I trust DJ Wanham enough out there, you know? So I think, I think there's, there's certainly a good amount of balance. I think going forward, like you said, we put ourselves in a great position. We're eight and two. Honestly, if we lose a couple more games, it's not the end of the world. And I think if we can, if we can be healthy with a goal in mind, you know, like let's be healthy. Let's get our guys healthy for this, the very end stretch of the season for our divisional games. Maybe, you know, I think that's probably what we're looking at. Yeah, I don't think these guys that are hurt right now need to get rushed back in by any means. But at the same time, I think we do need to, you know, I don't think we should just be sitting Jefferson for fun. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like, I'm just saying like, uh, Justin Jefferson's not the exact person. It's more for players like Dalvin Cook. Um, right, maybe if a game yeah, if we know. have depth, if we do have depth behind those players, but we, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think yeah. if a game is out of hand, which you know, lately this season a game hasn't been out of hand unless we're losing, and they basically, the starters didn't play pretty much most of that last quarter of the game. They probably could have been taken out earlier, especially in hindsight. But again, like we talked about, once once they went up thirty to three, that was kind of. I think when they decided, well, it's over, you know, not really any reason to try anymore. But I think, I think that this coaching staff, I wouldn't be surprised if we, if we get to a point where the game is out of hand in our favor, you know, where we're saying, all right, Dalvin, you know, let, let Madison and Wong Wu get a few runs in there. Uh, Maybe we push the ball more to uh, KJ Osborne, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, but in these clip, if we're gonna if we're gonna keep having close wins, I want all of our guys to be there for them. Yeah, no, you're right about that. I mean, and that's just it. The way that the Vikings have been playing lately, they do play close games when you know when they can help it. And so, having guys that are hurt during that 
is not how you win those games. Right. I mean, I think a lot of it, though, you know, I think going into this next week, there's there's going to be kind of a mentality change, I think, just because, you know, we're coming off of, you know, before this game, we're eight and one, we're hot, we just beat the Bills, you know, who can bring us down, we can compete against anybody. I think that this game was a really good eye opener. It was for fans, you know, I can't necessarily speak for the team, but I can only assume that, you know, the conversations that they've been having, uh, you know, during practice this week have been nothing but construction, you know, constructive. Yes. Yeah. They're not. I think they're the game plan needs to be, okay. how do we. How do we absolutely crush them? It needs to be how do we not lose again? Because this is a team that shouldn't be losing. This is a team that deserves to have, you know, only one or two losses in the season. How do we keep winning? You know, how do we not lose again? So let's let's talk about that. What do you guys think are some of the keys on the offensive and the defensive side to win this game here against uh, Bill Belichick's Patriots? To quote, to quote Dalvin Cook in his press conference today, he was asked, what do we need to do better to get the – it was something to the effect of, like, give Kirk more time or let Kirk be effective, um, let the passing game be effective. And his response, block. Yeah. And he did not elaborate on his response. Yeah, I mean, it's that simple because it was it was just that. It doesn't have to be any more simple than that after the game that we just watched. Uh, you know, we had a lot of guys out there who were just turnstiles. I mean, hey, if, you know, if Blake Brandle really can't get it together, I mean, hell, throw, throw Mikey out there, you know. Uh, can I help? I'll block. Right. You know? I've, I've got a jersey. I've got a few, actually. So, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make it work. I mean, that it's got we, – we need people that are ready to block for Kirk. You don't even need to be good. Just don't let your guy get past you. Yeah. Uh, Austin, you happen to have a, a defensive key to victory. How do, you, how do you stop the Patriots' offense? And more specifically, like what, what, do, you, what do you key in on? What is going to be the most important thing to stop? I mean, let's just honestly just watch the game from this last week. Uh, of the Patriots and the Jets. And on the defensive side, just take notes of what the Jets did. Figure out what was working for them. I mean, I'm not too worried on the um, defensive side of the ball. I mean, I think I think Kerry kind of hit the head. We just kind of got to – we got to block, really. We just got to get time on the offense. Um, and, yes, yeah, so I don't really have much to say on defensively in this game. It's just I'm not too worried. I think, like I said, the Patriots are in very much this very similar situation to what we are in from last week. Uh, they just were lucky that the team they faced were as equally um, anticlimactic and depressant as they were. Well, right. I mean, their defense. I think they their defense held up very very well in that second half. I think. No, I, yeah, I just, and uh, that's I think our main concern. They were averaging. Half like 2.3 inches per play the Jets were unbelievable through the whole half and yeah, uh, yeah I mean it was a it was a tight game I mean still the Patriots offense only put up three points and they get lucky with uh with a punt return I mean it's lucky but I mean obviously you know got to give the guy credit for being able to return it all the way there but again like you said you know debatable whether it could have been called back or not but again neither here nor there 
but for me, I think the biggest key that you got to be looking at, you got to be looking to stop the run. Hopefully, Dalvin Tomlinson is going to be back in, and that would be a huge boost uh, to this run-stopping game on our defense here. I did see the the injury report did not change from yesterday. Those who did not practice uh, yesterday, they also didn't practice, which also means uh, the people who were limited were still limited. So Dalvin Tomlinson was still a limited participant there. But uh, Ramondre Stevenson has been a guy this season who can uh, go off and break for big, big runs. He can rumble. And uh, they just got back Damian Harris, and he's a very capable back as well. So, I mean, we're looking at a very similar type team, I think, in a lot of ways. They've got that uh, two-headed monster in the running back room, and uh, you certainly can't overlook that. And defensively, I mean, really, you got to contain, got to stop Matthew Judon, man. He has been a monster this season. I think he still probably leads the league in sacks. So, yeah, that that's... He That's does still lead with our battered offensive line. Patriots are number two in sacks overall, but they have the sack leader on their team. How many sacks oh. does he have now? Uh, 13. Yeah. 13. But uh, what about the Patriots injury report? How are they looking overall? Um, Give me just a second to look that up there. The Patriots injury report. Um, From what I could tell yesterday, there wasn't really anything of note. So we'll see if that has changed today. So it looks like, well, that's for last week. Again, I don't know why it does that. Week 12. There we go. New England Patriots injury report. Week 12. Uh, you got some limited participation. Looks like um, an O-lineman didn't participate. Okay, that's a that's a big one. Isaiah Wynn, offensive lineman and center David Andrews, uh, limited. So, I mean, go. those are kind of the bigger ones. Devontae Parker was dealing with a knee injury. Uh, yeah, a few a few linebackers and D-backs limited as well. But nothing of, like, huge note. It's not like we're looking at possibly Matthew Judon or Ramondre Stevenson missing time here. Yeah, but still, it's, you know, that's how we've been able to get pressure to some of our games this season is by, you know, Facing backup offensive linemen. I mean, same thing. What can be said for us can be said for other teams. You're facing backup offensive linemen. There, there you go. You're facing a backup at any point. I mean, look at Andrew Booth last year. He or last week, he got absolutely, you know, filleted. Well, I guess here's the thing. I'm looking at their uh, at their depth chart right now. You know, they got Isaiah Wynn at left guard, and he's the guy who who I mentioned. He was uh, limited this week he's questionable and they have david andrews at center who's actually doubtful on the new england patriots depth chart on espn so this seems like it could be a recipe for a bounce back game for this uh vikings defensive line you know maybe they can get a few sacks in get mac jones i think really you know you gotta force mac jones to throw the ball yeah and he's not he you know He's not a quarterback that's famous for dissecting defenses. You know, we're not facing a Jalen Hurts who's going to be running the ball too much either. You know, this is a guy who's just kind of a a pretty okay game manager. Yeah, I think that's kind of the classification there. He's not elite. He's not, but he's not bad. He's just he's been he's been described as young Kirk Cousins. That yeah, that's a pretty. I mean. If the league is full of Kirk Cousins, you got Matt Ryan, who's old Kirk Cousins. Daniel Jones is clumsy Kirk Cousins. Uh, again, Mac Jones is 
young Kirk Cousins. Ryan Tannehill is Kirk Cousins' cousin. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, Checks so, out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then I guess if, if all goes wrong, you know, they throw in Bailey Zappi, who's it seems like he's – I guess I don't know. I, I haven't looked – too closely at it but they seem like they're pretty much the same guy i wouldn't say that bailey zappy has uh you know he, he got much of a dual threat to him no no they're pretty much the exact i mean they look so strikingly similar to right <laughs> from, from far away i mean if you if you don't see the number on the jersey you don't really know who's who no not at all hmm. well yeah, so i guess be, yeah that's be, that, sorry i'll be interested to see you know, how Mac Jones, because this is the first time Mac Jones has played the Vikings as well, correct? Yep. No, he's, uh, yeah, his first time, I believe so. Yeah, you're right. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see because, you know, I think the Vikings have done well so far this season against quarterbacks that are just kind of like game managers, you know, rather than a du- we're not facing a dual threat. Thank God. That's my main thing. Right. No. I mean, when we look at, you know, the last game, you know, you got Dak Prescott, who's, you know, debatably, he's probably one of the better passers. You know, I think we weren't really, I'll be honest, I wasn't giving Dak the respect this year for sure. I mean, I think he hasn't really been the same since his brutal injury. So I wasn't, I wasn't really ready to give him the respect, but I mean, he played very, very well. I think, what did we say? He went 23 for 25 or something like that. Just unbelievable accuracy. Um, so I think he, he ended up being probably one of the better passers that we faced. And he did make a few plays on the ground as well. But, you know, the quarterbacks that we've lost to are now Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. That's nothing to scoff at. Yeah, I, we'll have to see. Yeah, all right. So I, I, do have, I do have a question for you guys, though. Oh, boy. How well do you remember last season? So the score is 13 to 11 carries winning um now my scored how did we get to this score well you see austin decided that he was going to go for two i don't know why this tomfoolery was even allowed but i i allowed it um bad officiating okay god (laughs) there's always an excuse with austin that's the thing there's always an excuse there's gotta be you know there's there's an excuse and then there's you know and and a weird outlandish claim, whatever. Okay. You know, so scores 13, 11. Um, Austin scored the point on the last question. Uh, Terry yeah, was able to return that two point conversion. So I think technically Austin scored the last score. Point. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you got so- the last question, correct? This last one. Was a good one for yeah. Two, we're, so. we're kicking back to carry. All right. Yeah. I mean, carry it's a, uh, the question is yours, should you choose to accept it? Okay. Roger Are you that, ready? Captain. I am. So the Vikings had not gone above 500 since the 2019 season. How many times did they hit 500 without going over during the 2021 season? How many times did we just hit 500? Yeah. How many times did we go even and not go over? I want to say five. Final answer? Um, no, let's go six. Final answer. All right. Austin? He said six. Correct. 
Well, then I'll go five. So anything below six, I will take. All right, are you locked in? Is that your final answer? Locked and loaded. All right. Well, the correct answer is three times. Darn. So Austin really? gets the point. Can you break it down at all? Um, you know, I've got a lot of these questions saved up. So let's let's just take a look here. The Vikings 2021 schedule. So let's go to the beginning where they face the Bengals and they lose. They are 0-1. Face the Cardinals, they lose 0-2. They beat the Seahawks, 1-2. The Browns beat the Vikings. They are 1-3. Vikings beat the Lions, 2-3. Vikings beat the Panthers, 3-3. That is the first That's time number one. Yep. Cowboys beat the Vikings, 3-4. Ravens beat the Vikings, 3-5. Vikings beat the Chargers, 4-5. Vikings beat the Packers five and five. That is time number two. Um, Vikings lose to the 49ers. That is now five and six. They lose to the Lions five and seven. They beat the Steelers six and seven. They beat the Bears seven and seven. So time number three. Yep, three times. Then they add three more games. They lose to the Rams. Uh, what is that? Seven and eight. They yep. lose to the Packers, seven and nine, and they beat the Bears to end eight and nine. Well, darn. Did I say they lose to the Bears? They beat the Bears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah. So just three times last season. It was it it seemed like we just went on quite a few losing streaks, and then you you pick up two wins and get to five hundred, but again. Amazingly, they never went over 500, not once since the 2019 season until this year. Ha. Huh. I love it. Yeah. So Austin got that last point. The score is now 13 12. Still, Carrie, you're still winning. Austin got the last point. So next time, Carrie, the question will be yours. Your destiny is in your hands. Ah, oh, geez. Unless, yep. I on- unless I onside kick it, which I'm going to do. Don't... I don't think that kind no. of thing is really going to be. I'm side kicking it. It seemed like it was a mess. You know, last year, you know, we did kind of like a Vikings football scoring trivia game. You know, that's not really what this is. You know, I allowed it this last time, and, you know, all's well that ended well. It ended up even. So, I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen again, but maybe, but probably not. Yeah, I don't think so, Austin. Don't get your hopes up. Well, anyway, uh, Austin, do you have do you have any uh, any plans for how how you intend to take the lead, or are you just sticking with your strategy? You seem to really like the strategy of you know defer to carry and pick you know the over or the under, and it seems to be working out well for you. You've you've come from a huge deficit. Yeah. I have. Well, that used to be my strategy because Austin used to be a lot worse at guessing initially. Hmm. Yeah. So I think so, the strategy is, you know, get your pin your opponent and then just hope you're great at over under. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, I am maybe pretty, next year. Maybe I next am pretty year great at over under, under aren't I, Carrie? What the heck? What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just okay. You know, maybe next year, maybe we'll have to go to Price is Right type rules. You know, closest without going over. Oh yeah. Just, just uh, I don't know. I don't know. 
we'll think about it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I am looking forward to these questions for next year because it looks like, I mean, this is a, it's going to be a lot more fun questions. I think this has been a lot more of a positive season. So yes, Just, despite it being a positive season, did you see that now all four of the teams in the NFC North have a negative point differential? Wow. I guess it's not surprising about the other three teams, but after this last loss, I believe we are now negative two in the point differential. Yeah, Eight and two. Negative two. Just, I mean, that's what happens when you play close games, though. And get blown out in the not close games. Right, exactly. So, I mean, let's uh, let's go go make that point differential a little bit more respectable this week. So, guys, do you have uh, – do you have score predictions for this one? Kerry, let's hear what you got. Oh, Lord. I don't even know. I've been, I'm the worst at this. If you, if someone probably went back and did crunch the numbers, I'm probably the worst at the score predictions. Um, so let's <laughs> say, I don't know. Well, do I think the Vikings are going to win this first off? And. I think the answer is no, but then I think we're going to win out. So I'm going to say 20 to 17 Patriots. Ooh, okay, okay. That's a, that's a little spicy. I, I mean, I've just seen I've, – I've had Patriots defense on fantasy. Not that, like, fantasy, you know, it doesn't really project real life. But no, some, cause especially with defenses, because if it's a low-scoring game, I mean – Sometimes a low-scoring game will get you high points on fantasy, but all sometimes you know you get a defensive touchdown or a few turnovers. You know, they're number one for a reason, and you know a battered Minnesota Vikings offense facing a top defense in the NFL sounds like a recipe for disaster for me. All right, Austin, what do you got? Uh, for a score prediction, I have six to fourteen Vikings winning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, care to elaborate? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just what I think the score is going to be. Um, <laughs> I'm here so no. I won't get fined. <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think still with uh, the O-line not being where we really want it to be, I don't think there's going to be a huge leap of improvement from this last week, but I do think there's going to be some leap of improvement. Um I think we just have plenty of offensive weapons that we can at least get a couple of uh, points on the board. And I think the on the off, on the defensive side, I really think this is actually a nice game to come come to after facing the Cowboys and getting blown out. Um, I've kind of said it before. Uh, I think the offensive side for uh, New England is very much in the same position that we are in, and that we can just take advantage of that and just kind of maybe. Just play good fundamental football and try to pull up W. Nothing yeah, flashy yeah. this week. Nothing flashy. No, I'm I'm with you there. Um, I'm thinking that the offense might still might still struggle this week for the Vikings, but I think the defensively, I think you know if if they're going to be missing a couple of key starting offensive linemen. I think that's something that the defense is going to be able to take advantage of. So I think that this one is going to be a lower scoring game. Um, I will say 1915 Vikings. It's going to be a weird one. Whoa. Yeah. How do you get to that? 
uh, you know, uh, some field goals or maybe, you know, uh, a two point attempt here or there. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Watch. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I mean, it's, it's the weird ones. That's, that's for sure. It's just mm-hmm. the Vikings never play the Patriots either, which is why I feel like we just don't know what to think. And we don't watch enough Patriots football to be able to have no, accurate predictions. No, I mean, that's the thing about a lot of, you know, when the Vikings play these AFC teams, I always think they're going to be kind of like weird shows just because I don't really have all that much insight aside from what I've seen, you know, on, on red zone, or if I happen to have somebody on my fantasy team, which makes me a little bit more interested in that team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like obviously when we get with our, you know, opponents that we face a lot, obviously our divisional opponents, or if you get, like the Saints or the Seahawks. I feel like I've got a lot to say about those teams, but a team that's, you know, challenging is, you know, a team like the Patriots or the Dolphins or the Steelers or something, you know? It also just seems like the Patriots are either good, like not incredible good. They're not going to be like a Chiefs, you know, or anything like that, but they're either like doing pretty good or they're just kind of, it's they're like Kirk Cousins personified as a football team. Kirk Not Cousins in their quarterback, really well. but in their whole football team. Kirk Cousins could do really well with the Patriots, though. I just feel like the Patriots are just like are such a well-oiled machine that under Belichick, it's just the gears are just in motion. It's like there's no superstar on this team. It's just there's a lot of really good team players, and I and, think they like it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least, you know, it, it seems like in that culture, you know, they're very, very, I mean, especially after Brady left, like they're not really looking for a superstar. It seems like maybe that that was maybe a cause for some problems in the end. I mean, all, all respect, all due respect to Brady and Belichick alike, but, you know, for the last 20 years, if it isn't Brady's team, you know, it's Belichick's team. He's just as big of a star on that team. And I think he likes it that way. I'm sure. I'm sure he does. You know, it, Belichick's a, he's an interesting guy. It's he's weird. been pretty he under never... the radar this season, too. He hasn't really said much. You know, no. he broke his, like, record with the coach wins or whatever, but it, right. you don't really hear his name in the spotlight much anymore. I got a no. hot take. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't even done hot takes yet. Okay, oh, okay. What, what do you got? Um... I think Belichick's going to get hot during this game. Uh, what, he's going to, like, take off his shirt? Something, no, something's going to happen he's not going to like, and he's going to get ejected from the game. <laughs> a Belichick ejection. I like it. That's that's a hot take. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I like that because, you know, it, it's one of those things, you know, you could see, you could see a player, you know, but it's, it's rare that you see a coach get ejected, but – I don't know. I, I like that one. That's that's very good. I hope it happens. I do too. Hmm. Huh. Mikey, yeah, what do you I'm think? going up after that. Uh hmm. with this one, well, it's gonna go with my score prediction. I think the Vikings probably score only one offensive touchdown. And uh you know what? I'm gonna go with it. This is gonna be the Kirk Cousins forty yard rushing touchdown into a gritty. Wow. It's happening. Thanksgiving. You're right. 
Hmm. I'm thinking because my score, I think I said 20 to 14 or 17 to 14, 20 to 17, something yep. like that. That was uh, it, 2017. 20 to 17. So Patriots are still going to win, unfortunately. That's just what's going to happen. We are going to see um, in this game, this has nothing to do with my score, uh, score prediction, uh, fake special teams somewhere. There's going to be a fake special teams play, whether it's like an onside, fake onside kick or a fake punt or a fake field goal. We're going to see some sort of special team shenanigans. That's mm. my hot take. It's from, just, uh, from Belichick or from the Vikings? Um, well, since it's such a rare thing in general, I'm going to say one of the teams. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know, we're not going not gonna to hold you to that. I mean, I think if anything, if it happens on either team, I mean, it, you're right. It's just so rare that no matter what you said, I think you, you get it in spirit there. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, no. I hope most of those things come into fruition. I'm a little Not worried. Sorry, Austin, what were you saying? I'm a little worried. Yeah? So, um, if you're from Minnesota, you may know this. Uh, U.S. Bank Stadium is notorious for uh, killing a lot of birds, especially birds who are migrating from, uh, like, from across over the Mississippi and whatnot. I like where this is going. Um, yes, so I'm a little worried because we are playing on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, uh, a holiday very known by the symbol of the turkey. Now, are, is this bad juju? Uh, is this bad, uh, kind of like a bad omen that we are facing having a Thanksgiving day game in a, uh, in a slaughterhouse is the best <laughs> best way to describe it <laughs> you know I, I think it's probably a bad omen if if like turkeys were known to run into u.s bank stadium but also it could that possibly be a good omen i don't know i i'm just glad we are not facing one of the bird teams um also i know what i think because what detroit and always gets a thursday uh a thanksgiving game Detroit and Buffalo, like, I think, start off the Thanksgiving slate, if I'm not mistaken, followed by I, the Cowboys I, and the Giants. Um, I, I hate that. Whatever. But I, I feel like we should always have the bird teams playing on this on Thanksgiving. I feel like it should just be they have to face each other. But, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, take that how you want it. It's just something I've been thinking about and that's been bothering me going into this week. Does anybody know why there are those certain teams that always get a Thanksgiving game? Is it the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Patriots? History. Yeah. History. Just just because they, they do? It's just tradition, so they yeah. do? Yeah. I don't know why the Lions are grouped in there, but, you know, you definitely think about the Patriots and the, the Cowboys, and those are two very winning franchises. I really don't know why they group the Lions in there. It's like that meme of, like, the Dragons and then – they're all like super serious, and one of them's kind of got like a little dopey face. Right. So I'll look it up. I'll look it up here. Yeah. Why? Can you? I'm sure there are people. I don't think people care enough to wonder, but we're we're all wondering. Right. No. I've I've wondered this for a while, and I and I may have even looked up the answer, and it might be just as simple as well. It's just tradition, so we just do. But I don't know. While you're looking that up, I was just thinking about. I brought up Belichick before, and how he's just he's he's very. He's weird about his image, and I'm not sure why, but 
he's never in the Madden games. Yeah, they always I don't have know why like that a, is. Like a he's general always... default coach come in and be the coach of the Patriots. When... Yeah, it'll be ne coach. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I I just don't I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't want to see his face all animated on TV. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something weird with like a contract. He just didn't want to sign it. But I guess he did. He he does do commercials. He did that Subway commercial last year. Oh gosh, do you guys remember the Bill Belichick? Uh... It, there was a Snapchat filter having to do with the subway thing, and it was it was called Ask Bill, and it was this Snapchat filter where you could take a video of yourself and then you'd ask Bill a question and you'd shake this like, you'd shake your phone and like an eight ball, like the magic eight ball, yeah, yeah, and Bill would say like, I don't think so, or this seems unlikely, <laughs> um, and. There was one of them, and it's so funny because you can tell it's like he's got a gun to his head. Like, he doesn't want to say it. But there's <laughs> one, if you, say, if you shake it, he'll say, I think you should get a foot long from Subway. <laughs> it's so funny. It just, I don't, and like, I don't, again, it's one of those things, like, we don't, I don't watch a lot of Patriots football, but it just seems like one of those things that I wouldn't expect Bill Belichick to do, even for the money. He doesn't really seem like, He's the kind of guy that they probably like offered him endorsements like, like that. They offered him like two billion dollars, like some yeah. number he couldn't refuse, or like a like okay. a like a stake in Subway stock, you know. So I kind of figured out why they get the Thanksgiving games. What do you got, Austin? Uh, I'll have to do more research just to make sure. But with what I was reading, it's actually nothing really cool. So like way back in the day, uh, early Detroit Lions like franchise. Uh, like one of the head guys up there, like the owner, he just had a connection with NBC and like got the Thanksgiving day, like broadcasting through that. And then they just kind of always had that deal because he had a deal with NBC. And then the Cowboys got it a little bit later on because they, they were doing like, you know, the whole we're America's team. So they kind of wanted to have a holiday game like the lions just to get a little more national recognition. And then the so Patriots. Really cool. Uh, Patriots don't get it. The only two teams that get it are the Cowboys and Lions. Really? Yep. Huh. I think the Patriots just recently have had like a couple games during it. Yeah, no, because it feels like I don't. I could be wrong, but I feel like they've played a lot of Thanksgivings lately. Maybe, yeah. I think it's just because what we get two Thanksgiving, the, we get a Lions game, a Cowboys game, and then one other game. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. But, uh, you know, you brought up the America's team thing, and I don't know why I didn't uh, bring this up last week, but did you guys hear that uh, the Steelers were almost America's team? Really? Yeah. No, that was a thing. I guess uh, they offered it to the Steelers, and they're like, yeah, like you guys are great. We really want you to be America's team. But they said, no, we're not America's team. We're Who's Pittsburgh. they? Who's they? The president? I, the powers that be. I, I, I guess I'm not really sure. Goodell? FDR. FDR. No, no, this was long before Goodell. Long before FDR? What? You said this FDR tried to do this? No, no, I, I didn't say FDR. Oh, I swore you said FDR. No, no. Okay, but keep going. <laughs> I mean, FDR that's pretty much it, but let's see. Let's see if I can find some more about it. Were the Steelers going to be America's team? I mean, fascinating if true. Well, yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, This is from SteelersDepot.com. As the story goes, Pittsburgh Steelers were approached 
during their 1970s dynasty to be America's team. Art Rooney, uh, the chief, declined, and he said that they were Pittsburgh's team. And the NFL, it was NFL Films, apparently. They were the ones who decided that uh, they wanted they wanted to market one of the teams as America's team. And the Steelers were their first choice. And Pittsburgh, Art Rooney, he said, no, we're not doing it. So then they went to Dallas. Wow. Before you know. You know, but I think it kind of works out. I mean, like, the Steelers are America's team, or the America's team Steelers. Like, just doesn't sound that good, right, I think. they steal things, or? Like, theft, yeah. It's like the Cowboys, but I still I, hate the Cowboys. I mean, yeah, yeah, gotta hate the Cowboys, but, like, you know, the Steelers, I think it's it's less about, like, they're not, like, thieves, you know? No, like, I know, it's for, like, the stealing industry, but it just... <laughs> It, it, it sounds. I think it would have backfired in the long run. No, I'll be honest. When I was a kid, I didn't. I didn't really know that. You know, it was referenced to like the steel industry. I, I, I guess I didn't really think too much about it as you a kid. genuinely I, thought they just stole things. Well, it wasn't. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say I genuinely thought that, but I just didn't really give it much thought when I was a kid. But when you hear about the Steelers, you know, I'd probably. I was more likely to think, oh, well, I don't, I don't know why they would call themselves like the Steelers. Like, okay, that, that's fine. They steal stuff. Just have a really good defense. Yeah, all the time. They steal, steal the ball, steal the game. I always thought they had cool jerseys. I still think the Steelers jerseys are probably the best in the NFL. Oh, they're so good. I think a lot of people. A lot of people will consider uh, the Chargers to have the best jerseys in the NFL, and I, they I can't do say have that the I best disagree. In the NFL, but Steelers are one of the best. You know, no, I'll give Chargers this: the Chargers like have a really good jersey for like three to four years, and then it goes really bad. Like they they're hit and run, but the Steelers are always perfect. It is just their jerseys are just amazing. Well, the Chargers have had pretty much. They've had a rotation, but they've had pretty much before this recent change with like the total like rebrand. They had like the same jerseys pretty much for all of our childhood. Yeah, but they weren't running with the baby blue color. They just the baby baby blue blue is the way to go. Yeah, the baby blue was like their alternate back in the day that they didn't really use. They used to have like this kind of dark blue and kind of like uh. And I like that one. I like the navy. Oh, I'm the baby. That's why I do like the Charger jersey now because the baby blue is the way to go. You're now in like sunny uh, LA, so just have the the baby blue. It's just great. I do agree. I think the Chargers have one of the best jerseys currently. It's a similar color scheme to the Rams, and I think the Rams just they do they try to do too much. I do not like the Rams uniforms. No, the I think the Rams. I like the like numbers. Not. I like the the throwback ones that you that were the darker their prim- ones. Yeah, the ones that kind of were their primary before they did the yeah. switch. Um, the the like seventies ones where it's like the royal blue and the super like sort of like honey colored yellow. You yeah. got the classic swirl on the helmets. Not I'm not talking the navy and the gold. I mean like the blue and the yellow. Yeah. No, I think okay. I, those are good, and I think they've they've gone backwards in my opinion. Yeah, what for is, sure. When is, what I is think that? there's also there's a little bit of a kind of like home bias that we don't even take into consideration. There are people that think the Vikings have the best uniforms in the NFL. And I was just going to say that, like they, they're sharp. I, I really, really do like the Vikings jerseys, but like, I was actually it seems like 
they let me down though. Like I love the color. I think we have one of the most unique, best colors to work with. And um, I just, they're so plain. I think I, I was just going to say, I'm ready for something new. I want them to spice up our jerseys again. Uh, we've been really rocking with this set now since like, what, 2012, 2013? It's about yep. time we kind of move on to a different kind of attire, I think. Yeah, I, I was actually just going to ask that. Like, do you guys think that, that we're, we're going to be in the running for new uniforms at some point soon. I know Atlanta just got new uniforms, which I think they're kind of, they're, I really hope so. I really hope so. I just don't want to mess it up. You know, I like the Atlanta jerseys, but I think it's a short term Jersey. I don't think it's a Jersey you're going to have from year to year. I mean, I think they've had it the last two years. It's not. Yeah. But that's still not too long. I just, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it's like the Jersey I'd want. Like the thing about the Vikings Jersey, it's, it's very I think it's very timeless. Like it, it looks vintage, it looks new. Uh I think it's a great jersey. It, it, like I said, we've had it now for a long time and it still looks fresh. Like you said, uh, Gary, a lot of teams still like it. But like I, I don't I agree with you, Mike. I don't think the uh Falcons jersey is gonna have that same longevity. I don't think that we're due for a new jersey. I think we're due for a throwback for the love yes. of God. The last time that we wore any type of throwback was um, we did it once when Christian Ponder was our quarterback, and we did it once when Brett Favre was our quarterback. Other than that, we do not wear any type of throwback. If I know we... everybody Everybody would love to see, you know, like the, the deep purple, like from like Randy Moss and nope. you know, like the old, like the 70s Vikings. Like I want to see 09. I want to see, see the yellow collars, like from when yeah. we were kids. The ugliest jerseys ever. Justin Jefferson rumbling with a yellow collar. Oh, the Ugh. ugly the I do I they're so ugly, but I agree with you. If we were to do a throwback, that's the one we need to do. Are you they're kidding ugly. me? You would rather no, do like the Brett Favre era jerseies than the yep. 70s jerseys? Well, yep. I, I would love the 70s jerseys, but I think it's time. You know, if we're gonna it's do the, a throwback, let's do it. Those jerseys, like love them or hate them, they're they were, they're they're so ugly. They're so ugly, and oh my goodness. If you got one of those jerseys back in the day and you, like, look at them now, they're just so badly made. They're horrible. Yeah, like but, all the, the Adrian Peterson jerseys, essentially. You look at all of those are that color scheme. Yeah, they were – oh, I hated them. But, um, no, I think – yeah, I'm, I'm actually – I want new jerseys. I think that's something I hope we can get in the next two to three years. Yeah, I mean, again, I think, I think you're right that – the jerseys that we have, they do have a very timeless feel, and they still look very sharp. So, like, let's not rush it. If we're going to do this thing, let's do it right. Let's not pull what, like, the Rams and the Falcons are doing. I feel like that's just kind of a very trendy kind of a design, and I don't want that, you know? And that's – I think they're going to be some of those jerseys that once they move on to a new one, they're going to look back on those jerseys the way that we look back on those Brett Favre era jerseys and go, oh, gosh, those things were – so ugly you know yeah i got a question you know so what is it is it uh what college i don't know if they still do it but wasn't there a college uh football team that played on like blue turf uh yeah boise state yeah, and boise they still state. do uh i i, I mean not a for a whole turf? season i want a purple turf game like Ugh. oh i do too just one game purple like go hard in the viking studio like in the stadium like, Are you oh my kidding God. me? 
No, I would love it. Not, it's not like a whole season, just one game. Per, like, could you imagine just going there and just having like, oh, it would look. They'd it have to do it. They, they'd have to do it on like Prince's hundredth birthday, which will be in like thir- like twenty thirty years. But, oh, can you imagine though? Oh, if they had the purple turf and they're just in there all clean whites. Oh my yeah, god. No, yeah, each team wears white jerseys. Just have your helmets different colors. Oh, it would look so clean. Yeah, no, 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 we wouldn't do white. Playing. We wouldn't do white. We would do – no, this is what we would do. We wouldn't do white, Mikey. We would do a uh, a gold, like an, a color rush gold jersey. See, that's where you lose me. Oh, uh, because the other – the whole uh, – Okay, guys, this is the NFL. It's not Power Rangers. I want it so bad. That's what the NFL has got to do a little bit more now. we got to get a little more flashy. Right. Like, there, there's a few gimmicks that I'm okay with, and that would be one of them. Like a purple turf game? Mm-hmm. Be legendary. It would be so lit. You could sell all the tickets would sell for so much money. I mean, they already, you know, Vikings tickets already, they already sell out most of their games, especially when they're winning. Can you imagine if they're having a winning season and they have a purple turf game? My goodness. That's uh, one thing I missed about last season is that we went to so many games because the tickets were so cheap because we were so bad. You know, I've already been seeing, you know, like I see, uh, advertisements for like oh buy your vikings tickets i see them like when i'm scrolling on facebook or something i look at the comments you already see you know the the boomers these old traumatized people are coming back out they're like not after not after the way they just played it's like well we're eight and two guys come on did you do you you are so fast to forget i stopped watching when these started kneeling (laughs) (laughs) that was funny oh man yeah that's a <laughs> and yet they're still like active on like NFL social media and like right. wanting to comment. No, it's like you couldn't get me to watch these games. Uh, don't care. Don't care at all. Well, it seems like you care at least a little bit. Like, yeah, you care enough to comment. If you really didn't care, you would have unfollowed. <laughs> right. Are, are you are you still checking in on your team to see how they're doing? Are you checking to see if, you know, if people are still, you know, protesting, seems like oh, you I are. just want to. I just want to make sure Kaepernick's not still playing. Just, just play football. Just, you're a football player. Just play football. Gosh. <sighs> yeah. I, not I, all boomers. Not. I need to clarify. Not. No. All no. No. Boomers. Not all boomers. You know, we can be. As, on behalf of our generation, let's just let's just say this. I think we can be a little bit harsh on on the generalization of boomers. So uh, boomers listening, which I know there's probably a few. Uh, Not anymore. <laughs> no, they've shut it off at this point. But uh, again, it, it's, it's not all of you. And we know that. And the ones that it's not, we hear you and we appreciate you. Yep. I guess that's really it. I mean, I didn't really know where I was going with that, but. Just from the heart. But man. if there's one boomer that I just want to see absolutely have a terrible week, it's Bill Belichick. <laughs> Amen to that one, huh? <laughs> well, we'll have right. to see. Yeah, yeah, we will. Would you guys have any other any other final thoughts? Carrie, that sounded like a, a good way to cap that one off. Do you guys I'm, have any? I just I hope they say? prove me wrong. I want the Vikings to prove me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I want the Vikings. I want the Vikings to prove Kerry right. What? No, I I want them to. I want the. I said the Vikings were going to lose, and I want them to prove me wrong. 
yes, and I want them to prove you wrong as well. Okay, there you go. <laughs> now that we're all on the same page, we all want the Vikings to win. Um, and Carrie to be proved and wrong. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yes. that's just what we all want. So we all want Carrie to be wrong. Yes. Yes, essentially. That's, that's what we want, especially in this instance. Not in every instance, Carrie. You know, I think I think it'd be really nice if if you could be right sometimes, especially the times where you predict the Vikings to win, which I hope you do in the future. Um, I hope that the Vikings give us reason to no, I think we predict lose more wins we in the future. That, that's honestly, that's the point where I'm at. I think we lose this game, but then we win out. I mean, if, if that's what happens, that's really not the worst thing. Remember, folks, we are only 8-2. and two. There's not really that much of the season left. Our division continues to be absolutely terrible, and uh, the Eagles are a beatable team. So, uh, hey, speaking of, go Pack, go. I hate to say it. That's right. The Packers and the Eagles are playing on Sunday night, and you hate to you hate to be that guy, but I mean, really, any way you look at that game, any way you look at that, and I love Aaron Rodgers because they're you know often nothing brings a Vikings fan more joy than seeing the Packers lose, which we've been able to do a lot of this year, and they're like, oh. It's like your Super Bowl whenever we lose. Yep. <laughs> Are you mad you about guys, it? You guys caught the part about me liking ayahuasca, right? I caught that a little bit. Yeah. I, why don't you say it again? I love ayahuasca and I love Aaron Rodgers. That's my outlook for that game. Oof, duh. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a sound clip. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, go pack, go. I guess so. Yep. I I hate to say it, but uh, I guess let's go Packers this week. Uh, Show them who you really are, Aaron. Weren't you guys like just last week giving me crap for being like, go Packers, go, or getting excited? even yesterday. Yeah, we were. And And now you're not going on the train. So I don't know. This is very uncharacteristic of you, Austin, to not be cheering for the Packers. I don't cheer for the Packers. Mm -hmm. You keep telling us that. I mean, I have video proof of you two going, go pack, go, but not me. Well, you just said it, so. Yep, I, I, I it. said it, but there was no heart behind it. The way we Carrie said it, no, it you would swear. You're sounding no, it, serious. It was like a, no, it did not. It was like, no, it did not. It was like, no, it did not. It was like a Broncos country, let's ride, go pack, go. Right, it did not nearly. fact into the point. No, it was like, go, pack, go. Now, how would you how would you contrast that? What would it what would it sound like if you were being enthusiastic? Oh, that's pretty simple. So I'd be like, go, no, no, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was worth a try. Well, anyway, uh, I guess that's kind of the the biggest story outside of the Vikings for this week. So I guess you know. We're always hoping for an Eagles loss. That's the biggest thing. But again, it's a win-win because if the Eagles lose, that helps the Vikings position. And if the Packers lose, we hate them. So, you know, it's a win-win. It's, it's going to be a, a fun slate of games. Hopefully the Vikings can get a win. Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers is going to break the single season um, or the single game touchdown record. And he will break the single game interception record. And then he's going to, just like uh, he did, uh, I own you. I still own you. He's going to go, 
I'm on ayahuasca right now. <laughs> I'm so high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm high. I'm so high. I can't see straight. <laughs> are we losing or winning? I'm just. He's going gonna to do. See- he's going to do really well in the first half. And then, like, it's really going to hit, and he'll have, like, a bad trip, and he'll break the single-game interception record. I cannot see straight. Are we winning or losing? I will just keep throwing. Is Jordy Nelson uh, down the field? Is he down there? Jordy. (laughs) Screw it. Jordy Nelson's down there somewhere. Jordy, is that you? (laughs) All right. We will uh, catch you after the game. It's going to be great. We'll see you next time. Hey, see you next time. And welcome to the after show. That was like the most unhinged ending to one of our normal shows, probably ever. Right. No, a lot of times we save that kind of stuff for the after show. (laughs) Or it gets kind of buried in the middle of all the, you know, clinical stuff that we talk about, you know. I'm high right now. (laughs) That was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) On the sideline. With like and Aaron just, Andrews yeah. or something, just like yeah, Joe Buck has to be like, in his head. "Whoa, what a comment from Aaron Rodgers!" <laughs> I'm sure this will be discussed on Aaron Rodgers Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, geez, you know that that's something that I really like this year. You know, if you if you watch or listen to McAfee, um, it, it's it's great. You get to see Aaron Rodgers. He has to explain himself as to why they've been losing. Yeah, it's normally like, oh, Aaron, we love you. Aaron, you're so great. Blah, blah, blah. You're my best friend. And now it's like, Aaron, what's up? Why why are you guys so bad? <laughs> Aaron, do you think that you can bounce back from this? Like, really? Honestly, that you've been playing pretty terribly. And he's like, I mean, yeah. that's kind of it. I mean, what else is there to say? You lost to the Jets. <laughs> yep. Yep. Soon they're going to start saying the same old Packers. We can only hope, God. Could you imagine? Oh, really? What if this, what if we're like laughing now, but this really is like the end? Like, what if the Vikings are just going to win the NFC North for the next like decade? I don't think we're going to win for the next decade. I think we're going to do really good this season. And then I think next season we're going to start realizing, oh crap, this Bears team is really good. And then I think the Bears team is going to take over for a couple of years. Don't and say it. I'm sorry. I'm scared. I'm not scared of him now, 
but give two, three years under that, uh, probably like two years more to Justin Fields. I'm gonna, I'm terrified of that kid. Well, There's look, a reason. I like, I like Justin I, Fields as much as the next guy, but his bones seem to be made of glass. I guess uh, Eberflus. He was talking. Uh, Who? Eberflus, their head coach. Who? Matt Eberflus. Is that his name? That is his name. Yes. I genuinely did not know. I yeah. I, mean, I knew it wasn't Matt Nagy anymore, but I just genuinely did not know who the dude was. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was. He was saying he he would not rule out the possibility that this uh, what I think left shoulder dislocation could be season ending. For Justin Fields. He's day-to-day, but he wouldn't say that it's not going to be season-ending. Well, your season's not going anywhere. And if he's truly, like, with the glimpses of greatness he's starting to show, it's not a bad idea to maybe just let him sit the rest of the season. Right. I mean, you don't want to make this guy into Baker Mayfield. Honestly, you let him sit for the rest of the season, and you get a nice draft pick at the end. Yeah, I mean, because already they've been playing hard-fought games. They've been playing close games. And they continue to lose. So I mean, if they're just going to lose anyway, I guess don't put your your future at risk doing it. Yeah. You know, we yeah. could really save this football talk for the show. Um, what's your guys' favorite way to eat macaroni and cheese? People eat it more than one way. Well, Baked. yeah. Sometimes some people like to like to throw like extra ingredients in there, or like extra cheese, or so ketchup. If I'm just wanting mac and cheese and it's going to be like the side item, you know, if it's going to be like, let's say I'm having, I don't know, a good thick slice of ham um, and I'm going to have mac and cheese on the side. I am just going to have craft original, please. No, no fancy anything. But if I need a meal and I'm short on things, I will slice up Oscar Mayer wieners into mac and cheese, craft mac and cheese. Yeah, that's something people do. That's never really been a thing for me. Oh, are you just a weird, like, are you about to say, like, oh, I put, like, peanut butter in mine or something? No, no. I mean, like, I think I'm with you for, like, most of the time. I would consider myself, like, pretty much a, like, a Kraft mac and cheese purist. Like, I'll throw in some extra, like, shredded cheese, maybe, just for that extra cheesy flavor. But uh, I don't usually like to throw anything else in there. There's there I have been known at times to put a little ketchup in my mac and cheese just for a little extra flavor, but I don't I don't really mess with throwing like meat in there. No, I do. I'm down for it. I buffalo chicken, but it has to that be baked. Sounds good. Baked mac and cheese. So it's mac and cheese with some like buffalo chicken. Mm, you want and then like you can maybe put a little kind of not like. Uh, cheddar cheese, maybe some like mozzarella or something on top of it. Uh, oh, but it's already that's... cheesy enough. You don't need to add extra cheese. Well, you Is put like really a, a, a top layer. Enough? You put like a top layer of cheese on it, and then like it cuts, and then it, like it hardens. But yeah, you, you Mikey, if you haven't had that yet, try some buffalo chicken and mac and cheese, and then you might like some meat and your cheese. Uh, okay, okay. You know, so like... why are we talking about mac and cheese? It's literally Thanksgiving in like two days. Well, I don't know. I just thought about it. But okay, uh, how about that? What 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 food are you guys most like? Uh, what are you most looking forward to for Thanksgiving food? So, I used to be very adamant about kind of being anti-stuffing. Oh, but it's so good. I've turned like a lot of leap. as an adult. That. As an adult, I really like stuffing. But as a child and an adult, I still cannot eat squash. Never I'm not a squash. Fan. I'm not a big squash fan either. I don't hate it. 
but it's not like my main thing. No, I, I will take literally half of a spoonful to be respectful. I don't like yams. That's my dish that I don't like for Thanksgiving. I'm not. Big I've yam. never even had it, but it looks so gross. I mean, I'm not I, think a yam. They're, I think they're good when you get the marshmallows on top. But I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, I don't like marshmallows. I do like marshmallows, but Carrie, I'm with you pretty much 100 percent of the way. I kind of, I don't know. I didn't like stuffing as a kid. Thought it was just the idea of it was kind of gross. But I, I just can't get enough of it on Thanksgiving anymore. Oh, stuffing has always been one of my favorites, but. The money one, and everyone sleeps on this one, green bean casserole. I do think green bean casserole is damn good. I didn't really oh, like oh. mush. I don't like mushrooms a whole lot though. It's got to be light on the mushrooms. Yeah, oh. no, I agree with you. Light on the mushrooms, but like, especially when you get it like, because usually it's like one of the last things to come out. So it's just always that right temp, like warmth. Oh my goodness! I literally, I'm not a big, ha- I don't like ham, and I'm not a big turkey fan. So literally, all I do is sides, and I mean that and stuffing, and a little and gravy and mashed potatoes. Boom! That's all you need. All you need. Yeah, no, I'm. I don't know. Like, like I'm, I'd like a green bean casserole enough, but I, I'm totally the opposite of you guys. I think as far as mushrooms go, and I was not always this way. Wasn't this way as a kid. The more, the merrier. Ugh, big mushrooms. I, I mean, I like it, but it can't be too many. The thing that I've started to notice that I, I did not like as a kid that I'm really starting to like now, uh, tomatoes. I was never a big tomato fan. I never liked them on sandwiches or burgers. And now, like, oh, I, I get tomatoes on pretty much everything. I won't, like, eat a little, like, I don't like those, like, small bite-sized tomatoes. I won't Church. eat that. And I, yeah, I won't eat that. And I don't like tomato juice. But, like, mm, See, I'm See, I never to- got kids that didn't like tomatoes. I always just thought they were, you know insert expletive here but i just thought they were weenies like it's a tomato like it's not like you know it's not like squash where it's gross it's just like it it was like more of like how like refreshing and wet it was that bothered me like with sandwiches i didn't like sometimes how the tomato could like make the bread like super soggy Um, that's still a downfall that being said i like them i didn't like condiments on my sandwiches i didn't like mayo or ranch but now I've kind of grown past that, and I I love my tomatoes. But also, I don't know. I, d- I think what it was was uh, having, like, a really thick, like, chili or having, like, a, a really thick pasta sauce where you have, like, tomato chunks in it, and that kind of slowly got me into trying it. But, like, in a salad, I can do tomatoes in a salad, it, but I just – I won't eat it by itself. Like, I won't take a bite out of a tomato. I don't know how people can do that. Like a Like a cherry tomato or, like, a full tomato? No, like, I, I just remember, like, a full tomato. Like, it's weird. I've seen people just, like, eat a tomato, and they just bite into it, and they just eat it raw, like that, and it's weird. I, I just, I Honestly, can't do that. like, to me, that sounds really good, but I think more more commonly, you know, with a big tomato, people will slice it, and you have it sometimes. Some people like to put, salt, like, extra salt on their tomato. Some That's people my dad like to put do. sugar on their tomato, and that is good as well. My dad will put salt on and pepper on his tomatoes and just kind of eat them. It's a good snack. It really is. No, it has to be cooked for me. Or sliced into it. Yeah, no, that's that's very good. You like a hot tomato? Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. I am very excited to eat, though. It's been a while since I've had a good home-cooked meal, and what a better day to have one. Exactly. You know, Thanksgiving, it's one of those that I feel like I appreciate it a lot more as an adult now that I've, you know, left the house. 
it was just kind of another, it, you know, as a kid, I don't want to say it was a filler holiday, but it was just another, you know, it was another holiday. It was like, oh, one more stop until Christmas, you know? Yeah. But no, I, I value, I value Thanksgiving a lot more than I did when I was a kid. Indeed. Yeah. No, yeah. As you get older, you start to realize like Thanksgiving's like the better holiday of the two. I mean, don't get me wrong, Christmas is really cool. And I like how like communities get together and stuff for it. But like Thanksgiving, the food's better. Uh people aren't there for like selfish reasons. It's kind of just a better mood in general, I think. I think that's true. So what are you guys what are you guys doing? Going home for it. Me too. Sweet, me too. Nice. What do you guys? What night? What? When are you guys going back? Uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, what are you guys doing tomorrow night then? Uh, um, nothing. Nothing, I guess. I mean, I'm probably gonna be pretty tired from driving and everything. But if you guys want to go grab a beer or something. I was going to say, I've we've never actually had an opportunity in our hometown just to go out and get a drink or something. That is true. So, I mean, hopefully hopefully that can happen. Yeah, why not? Cool. Let's pencil it in, huh? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Yeah, tomorrow, let's go grab a beer. All right, we'll grab a beer. Uh, oh, anybody... you, know what, you know what happens, though? The night before Thanksgiving, I went out one year the night before Thanksgiving, and everyone was out. Yeah, I hear just ridiculous. It's like a class reunion, essentially. Like everyone's gonna come out of the woodwork. That's gonna be weird. I, you know, I bet that it's gonna be because they all listen to our podcast, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, we heard you were going out for beers. We're so glad we caught you." Oh yeah, we're gonna be celebrities. <laughs> they're gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, uh, sign this napkin." First, Mikey, do you remember me? We went to high school together. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> all right cool well i i am looking forward to our beer yes, uh, i will see you gents tomorrow all right in the meantime in the meantime oh. skull skull, skull.